Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. For the Steakhouse. You're about to experience the fastest two hours in radio history. With Steve Shabiro. We've been doing this a long time, and I know what you're thinking. You're so youthful and relevant. The young people come to you in droves. Sandra Golden. I know! And little did we know it meant two different things. Rusty Menzel. You don't treat people that way and make Rusty rocks. And Drew Butler. What are you going to say when it happens? That I'm the man? It's the Steakhouse. Brought to you by John Foy and Associates. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. And welcome to Monday on the Steakhouse. Steakhouse is open. A lot to get to, to say the least. An enormous weekend of things happening uh, without football. And Drew and I will tell you, it was a lonely feeling. Caught up on a lot of TV shows and movies and my family and everything else. Uh, but then we caught up on something about 345 yesterday as we all were waiting for the news. When are they finally going to tell us? When is FIFA finally going to tell us how many games? When are the games? What is the layout? And uh, it was a long wait to finally get the news. President of Atlanta Sports Council, um, who has done a phenomenal job, longtime friend of the show, Dan Corso, joining us. What would you have, a little uh, champagne last night, a little celebration? What was going on last night, buddy? Uh, yeah, to say the least, we had a little bit of champagne steak. Good to be with you this morning. And I love the way you frame that, uh, using the word finally. Uh, we have been saying finally uh, and waiting for this announcement for so long now. And um, to have the news come down uh, yesterday afternoon that Atlanta is going to host uh, eight matches, eight matches of the world's biggest sporting event uh, in our city, uh, and in our state is just uh, an incredible accomplishment by all involved and really just validates um, this, the strength of this market uh, and this state as a, as a soccer epicenter, if you will. It's just uh, it's going to be incredible. And, uh, man, it, the fun begins now. But, yeah, it was it was a blast yesterday. Dan Corso, president of the Atlanta Sports Council, joining the Steakhouse on this Monday morning. Eight games starting June 15th, 2026, ending July 15th with the semifinal. Dan, did you guys have any inkling that this was a possibility? Did you find out at the same time as everybody else did yesterday that you were getting a semifinal game? Great question. You know, when you're going after these big events, sometimes um, you get a little bit of a, a lean before all the announcements that, hey, you're in a good spot. Um uh, for a particular year, usually you bid out for a big event, and there's multiple years, and, and you go for, you know, one or two of that of that cycle, and you get an idea ahead of time. Uh, this one, uh, the FIFA, um, as they usually do, kept everything tight, and and cities did not know. Um, and believe me, we were all asking each other, "Hey, have you heard anything? What's the lean? What what do you, what's the smoke?" And uh, no, we did. We learned just like you learned with all the other cities uh, on the broadcast yesterday. You know, we had uh, we had an idea that we would get semi. We were we've been pushing for semi uh, final for you know since day one, going back to 2018 when North America won the right to host the event. And within that bid, it's interesting. Within the bid that North America put forth to FIFA to secure the event for 2026, they proposed the bid group proposed to FIFA that New York be the host city for the final. L.A. be the host city for the opener, and Atlanta and Dallas be the cities for the semifinals, and that's how it played out. So uh, really excited to, to see it come um, to fruition. And the fact that we have eight matches, and you mentioned um, five group stage matches beginning July, uh, June 15th of 2026, and then having a match every three days uh, until June 27th is just going to be an incredible month, followed by the round of 32 on July 1st. 
and then the round of 16 on July 7th, and then the semifinal on, on the 15th of July. What a, what a, what a summer that's going to be, so and the awesome. build-up to it is going to so be incredible. Awesome. And think about it. I mean, 30 years to the date of hosting uh, the Summer Olympics. So wow. um, between 96 and 26, the two biggest sporting events in the world calling Atlanta home. Uh, really, really exciting. All right, I, I want to get to a little bit about what this means for the city and the logistics of how people attack the sport. I was here for the Olympics, obviously, where a little bit of a bill of goods of what it would do for local economy and restaurants and bars and everything else. And then we realized Olympic, it's a lot of corporate. The you know, restaurants aren't that crowded. Traffic was, there was nobody here other than, you know, corporate folks flying in. I've heard the opposite of World Cup. I've heard it described as eight Super Bowls. So what actually is the dynamic? How early do fans from other countries get to town? What is the infrastructure? Are they traveling through, you know, America watching their team? Um, what's the boon for local, you know, uh, economy? Just talk through the logistics of folks coming to town. Well, that is the difference between a, a FIFA World Cup and perhaps the Olympic Games in that, you know, like you said, Stake, it's a, the Olympic Games more, perhaps more of a corporate based attendee you know the, the FIFA World Cup is a is a rite of passage for fans i mean it's the world's most passionate sport and most popular sport and and, and you're not only cheering cheering for uh, players and athletes with on your team but you're cheering for your country and so uh, it's they take it very serious and they will follow their team wherever they go uh, i think the way fifa has lined up the cities you know, between the East Coast with Miami, Atlanta, Philly, Boston, and New York, New Jersey, you've got an opportunity to do a lot of cross-promotion uh, just in the eastern seaboard uh, with other cities that we could work with to say, you know, what kind of ticket packages can we put together uh, between us and, say, Miami uh, that we could work together on. Um, but you've got, you know, fans that are going to come in, and they're going to follow their team. The way FIFA's got it set up, though, they won't be necessarily bouncing around the country. It'll be within, you know, regions of the country. So... Are they there? Are they there for June fifteenth? Are they are they show up June eleventh? Are they partying for three days? Are they partying <laughs> after? No, but I mean, like you, think, I'm the sure whole thing's a big party. It's all it it's is it's right. a big party with right. some soccer matches breaking out. But sure, there's fan festivals and there's you know there's training sites and team base camps all over. We've got four uh, venues proposed to FIFA as, as uh, team training centers. Uh, fans won't have access to that, but but media will. So there'll be some coverage uh, throughout Metro Atlanta as the teams come in and prepare for their match uh, prior to going down to Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We've got a fan festival um, that we're going to work with for FIFA in, in Centennial Olympic Park, uh, which is iconic and, and certainly you know a, a legacy from the Olympic Games. It's going to be great to reactivate that um, venue as part of, of, of the FIFA World Cup 30 years later. So there'll be fans all over uh, the world coming in they'll be here for days uh and we'll promote the fact that look there's a lot of things to do uh in metro atlanta and the state of georgia in between the matches and so we'll we'll work with uh you know state officials and other folks yep. to, to to push them to other parts of metro atlanta and the state to go out and you know promote tourism atlanta awarded an eight game package for the 2026 world cup five group stage matches around a 32 match around a 16 match and a semifinal match Dan, how much did the corporate headquarters based in Atlanta help your cause? Delta, Home Depot, Coca-Cola, UPS, and maybe most importantly now, the U.S. Soccer Federation moving to Fayette County. Great point. Um, I'll take that uh, with Coca-Cola first. I think Coke being based here, you know, they're an incredible community partner, uh, not just for the sports uh, industry here, but for for the entire uh, region. 
uh, I think they played a, a big part, and they've been completely and, and fully supportive of our effort um, here. So we look forward to continuing to work with them. The, the the men's national team calling Atlanta home, both from a headquarters and training center standpoint, I think um, played a role. We, we uh, went in expecting and hoping for semifinal, but we were also in the running for the opening match. And so I think with the men's team being based here uh, going forward until 26, if we would have received the opener, I think that would have been special as well. But the mix that we got of, of eight matches with the semifinal final and, and, and the others is just about as, as good as we could have possibly done. It's mm-hmm. important to know that we were not eligible uh, for the finals match. The finals yes. match requires a stadium of 80,000 or more, and of course they would like a building that's much bigger than that, so um, we were a perfect site for the uh, for the semifinal. 30 seconds or so left, just to clarify, USA not going to be on the East Coast. They'll play their matches on the West Coast unless they move on to deeper rounds, Correct. Correct. Yeah, except when they make it to the semifinal uh, uh, stake, then they'll be playing there. You go. So let's all hope for that. So my buddies downtown, Brian Bullock, David Marvin, legacy-owned hotels and restaurants. I'll give them a shout out. What would be the most fortuitous countries? What do you think? We want Germany here. They're going to drink like crazy and party. Are we talking the about most- food or drinking? The whole thing. Who's going to spend the most in the Atlanta economy? Who do we want to land in Atlanta? Give me a few countries. I think if you can get a combination of South America and Europe, I think we would be great. And the fact that uh, we've got the, the world's busiest airport connecting us to those two parts of the world, I think will really lend to, uh, to the fact that those fans can get here very easily. I'm going to say Brazil. You can drink all they want. I was going to say Brazil, England. England. Yeah, yeah. Brazil and England, England would be sick. Yeah, that would be great. Better start stocking up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Congratulations. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your support. Look forward to working with you as we get uh, get going in the planning phase. Of course. Dan Corso, president of the Sports Council. Yeah, London Heathrow to Hartsfield-Jackson. That's Not, a quick it's jump. Nothing. It's nothing. I mean, that's five flights Dude, a day it, it's between Delta be, and Virgin it's, Atlantic. It's going to be sure. bananas. I'm so happy for like the folks that have businesses, happy for our radio station that's going to dominate, right? Just dominate. What's the access to our station down there and everything else with Atlanta United and the training facility? It's very, very cool, man. All right, uh, we're going to do our 9 and 9. we got so much to get to. we got the Grammys to get to. we got Killer Mike to get to. we got uh, college basketball. we got some Pro Bowl, some Vacocta Pro Bowl to talk about. we got all kinds of stuff. Drew Butler's here. It's a very busy show. Give us six minutes. We'll come back. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The show just hits different. <laughs> It's the Steakhouse on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Steak Shapiro, Drew Butler. It's the Steakhouse. Fastest two hours in radio. It's brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One day treatment, life-changing results. AdvancedHair.com. Thanks to Dan Corso for joining us. Big news, two summers, three summers away, but um, it, it will be for the final 12 months as we get closer to World Cup, an enormous story for our city. That'll touch so many levels beyond sports, which is going to be very, very cool for sure. How are you doing? How was your week, sir? It was great, man. Uh, yesterday was just tough, though. No football. I know. I mean, Jackie and I looked at each other. It was 3.30. I was like, I feel like it's 10 p.m. right now. Time was crawling. I mean, I watched more movies. I went to the movies Friday night with my 
my my seventeen year old, my sixteen year old. Are, are you really free? She's like, well, I may have a party. I said, no, we're we're doing something. So we went and saw Mean Girls uh, at the theater at uh, San, uh, Cinema Tap House in Sandy Springs. Me, my wife, and my daughter. Not a good adaption. Not even close. Food, our, our drink. Son, did you get a cocktail? Like, what was the situation? Yeah, I mean, they got a great bar there. We went for uh, dinner after a place called Trevole in Sandy Springs. But just it was like. It, that doesn't have anything to do with no football, but it was just a mindset. Yeah. Like, this weekend, I'm going to reacquaint myself yeah. with my loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, like Saturday, we're watching some of the Oscar movies that Lottie would not want to be ranting a movie called Past Lives. We watched yesterday, we were watching The Holdovers with Paul Giamatti. Like, just open time. Like to and I, So I watched the Live yeah, tournament Liv yesterday, and I made a comment on Twitter. I'm like, Dude, I, I flip over to the CW, okay, which is Peachtree uh, TV, and we'll get to 99 in a second, but um, have you guys, any of you, watched the television version of Live? So you flip over, I guess they're playing in Mexico, is that right? That's right, Mayakoba. There is 11 people at a hole, <laughs> and they're in bathing suits. There's two chicks in bikinis. A dude in a Hawaiian shirt. And in the background, you can hear. Yeah, there's nobody going on. There's no fans. It's like literally when I go walk Chastain Park, um, that course, Chastain Golf Course, that's how many people were at the green. About the same amount they were at the live tournament. (laughs) Like, there was, like, I was like, and then they got this Vakakta scoreboard on the left. I didn't understand. Taking up a third of the screen. Taking a third of the screen up, right? And I'm just like I'm I'm like searching. That's when you know you're a man on an island searching. Because I mean I'm like, what is this? And it was helped by the fact that the PGA Tour canceled their event at Pebble on Beach Sunday. Exactly, good point, right? So there was no PGA Tour golf on because of the horrible weather out on the West Coast. Right. And so then that tournament, the Live Tournament, goes to four playoff holes. They actually ended up finishing in the dark. Joaquin Neiman beats Sergio Garcia, and then after the— after And John the, Rahm's name is in yeah, there, too? After the win, Joaquin Neiman's like, you know, I just want to play in majors. Well, you probably should have thought about that before you joined Live Golf. I just stumbled—this is my, my tweet. It's gotten over 25,000 uh, shares. Or I just stumbled onto this tournament. What a clown show. <laughs> Eight people in bikinis and swimsuits around the green. Some team format I cannot follow— at all, and literally looks like something from Putt Shack in Midtown. That was that was my comment. And then everybody there has fifty times more money than I do. That has a golf club in their hand. Anybody with a golf club, their net worth is is north of anybody listening by a lot. So that's kind of what was going on over the weekend. Let's do the rest of the stuff at nine at nine. <laughs> Time to build the foundation of today's show with the top nine at nine. Nine on the Steakhouse. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Well, I'll just say this. Uh, the Hawks tonight against the Clippers is a real basketball game, man. Hawks are on a four-game winning streak, the likes of which they've beaten the Lakers, the Suns, and Golden State, what a night that was on Saturday night. How about back-to-back nights against Phoenix and Golden State? Clippers come in. They're one of the top three teams in the NBA. They are loaded. They smoked Miami last night in Miami, so they're a back-to-back as well. And uh, it was just a great weekend to be at State Farm Arena. So LeBron James gets beat by the Hawks and has this tweet over the weekend. Yeah, LeBron James on X. Talking about Trey Young not being an all-star, he says, Agreed, I'm not quite understanding this because it can't be about wins and losses because cats have definitely gotten in 
with way nastier records in the past. Trey be cooking every night. He's an all-star for sure. Something real fishy here. People don't understand. He had a 32-15 and 15 the other night. How friggin' hard that is. What an elite passer he is. Here's Steph Curry after the Hawks beat them in overtime. I told him after the game, it'll all come back to him if he continues to approach the game the right way. Play with joy. Don't let it build any type of resentment. Um, because he's not acknowledged, I'm sure there's a couple injuries in the East and it might not be the way that he wanted to get in, but he'll be there in Indiana being represented. Um, and like I said, if you continue to approach the game the right way, if you continue to work at your craft, you continue to do what he's doing, it'll come back to him. You know, the talking point is, well, who would he replace? I Ty- mean, Tyrese Maxey? Absolutely. Dame Lillard should have been starting over him. Like, uh, I mean, Tyrese Maxey, a nice offensive player, good scorer. Trey Young is an elite passer. By the way, his steal in three against Kevin Durant the other night, I heard brought the house down. I'm going tonight. I told Bobby, we're going to watch this game. Hawks are hot. Going for five straight. Kawhi's in town. Clippers are loaded. James Harden and company. Clippers are 8-2 and two in their last 10. Yeah, most of them on the road, a lot of them. Anyway, uh, also over the weekend, Georgia and Georgia Tech, I think, as I told you last week, proving that neither will be, be playing in March in the NCAA tournament. Yeah, the dog's showing so much promise. They've got this disappearing act happening in the second half of game stake. And, and, you know, a week and a half ago at Florida, down by 20 in the second half, comes storming back, had a chance to win it in regulation. They lose in overtime. Wednesday night at home against Alabama. They're up big. They disappear in the second half. That was a much-needed win. Then this past Saturday, South Carolina at home. South Carolina 18-3. Yeah, they're one of the biggest stories in college basketball. Georgia South- had them on the ropes and then just disappeared South- in the second uh, half. Georgia hit seven threes in the first seven minutes. It was crazy. They just don't have the guy. Now, next year, That's they're right. bringing in a couple of uh, four or five-star players. They just don't have the guy to get buckets, right? Tennessee has the guy the to game. do it. Yeah, or just in a big possession. you yeah. got to break a, tr- a drought. Georgia Tech goes to NC State. Valid effort, but they're not, again, um, they're just not a consistent team. They, they've beaten Duke, Carolina, and Clemson, but they've lost to just about everybody else. They get beat by the Wolfpack by four. Super Bowl, they show up in town. Chiefs and 49ers will have the uh, Super Bowl Monday night deal going on tonight with all the interviews and everything else. Yeah, just incredible that it's in Las Vegas as well. I was driving in listening to a show this morning. Think about this. In 2015, not even 10 years ago, Tony Romo couldn't partake in a fantasy football convention that wasn't even on the Las Vegas Strip. I remember being on the radio and screaming about the hypocrisy of the National Football League that morning about how you know you take all this gambling action. Well, you don't take it, but everybody knows what's going on. And now they have a team in Vegas. Now they have a team, and they got the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl is literally a pitching wedge away from the Mandalay Bay. Yeah, it's it's on the Strip essentially. Crazy stuff. We'll have lots more on that uh, throughout the week as well. And a couple of other things, nine to nine worth. You got something? For yeah, Raheem Morris introductory press conference today at two p.m. That'll be right here on ninety-two nine. The game. Yeah, I'll we'll have more on Killer Mike. Great weekend for him at the Grammys. How about the Grammys? Grammys was friggin' entertaining, dude. I mean, besides Trevor Noah, who I obviously cannot stand, I'll even say this. He wasn't that bad last night. Yeah, Trevor Noah kept understood how to to, to just get out of the way and keep it moving. And it was a true concert last night. Luke Combs and Tracy Chapman singing this song. This was the highlight. I don't care what genre. I haven't seen Tracy Chapman. I didn't even know she was alive. 
he comes out with Luke Combs, I mean, this was... They sing fast, fast car. Fast car. Fast car. Tracy Chapman's original version, now number one on iTunes for the first time since it's released nearly 36 years ago. Dude, that is so cool. Yeah. She hadn't performed in 15 years. Great night uh, at the Grammys uh, for the ATL. Taylor Swift wins album of the year for the fourth time. We'll come back. Lots to get to on the tailgate. Steak and Drew. Sports Radio 92.9. I'm going to recommend this. The Steakhouse. Yes! Awesome! On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Steak and Drew Butler, 9 o'clock hour, brought to you by Advanced Hair Restoration. One-day treatment, life-changing results. Thanks so much for being with us. We'll get to a, a tailgate coming up. Um, as uh, a lot of a lot of stuff out there in terms of uh, allegations against Tennessee and Virginia and other folks. Also, is Alabama in a lot of trouble? Are they are they uh, in crisis mode in Tuscaloosa? We'll have that for you coming up as well. I want to ask you a couple of quick things. Drew Butler is with me. We'll talk a lot about Raheem Morris in the press conference. I'm going to be going to a little bit later on. That's at 2 o'clock. Should be an interesting uh, – there's, there's a lot of interesting things to talk about. What questions are going to get asked to Arthur Blank and Terry Fontenot and company? Terry Fontenot and Raheem Morris, both on the radio station this afternoon with Mike Bell. You, you, you played at the National Football League in Arizona. That is how far from Scottsdale to Vegas on a flight or a drive I mean, or drive – little less than four hours. So almost like L.A., almost L.A. level. Yeah. Right. And then a flight's like what? An hour, 40 minutes. You ever just look at buddies and like, we got to go to Vegas, like, let's just do it? Did it a few times. Okay. (laughs) So you couldn't find an angle, the Butler family, father-son combo, getting on a stage, some party, get to meet the Butlers. I mean, you got three little girls at home. How much were you hamstrung? by realizing, telling the wife I'm headed to Vegas to, quote, work, which would have been a tough one to pull off. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, I'll, yep, I'll be honest with you. I would have loved for that to happen. Right. I'm you, not that accomplished. Why didn't you tell your dad? We Dad's a Super Bowl champion. I mean, he should be out there. Right. He just got back from Hawaii, though. So maybe What was he doing in Hawaii? He was out there for the Ace Hardware Celebrity Shootout. It's actually televised in April on CBS before a PGA Tour event, so they raise a ton of money for a bunch of children's hospital how, networks. How many around. tournaments could Kevin Butler play in year-round if he just said yes to everything? Uh, probably quite a bit. I'll give him a big shout-out, though. He won 25000 for Children's Healthcare of Atlanta last week in Hawaii. Because of his golf game? Yeah. How about that? Rob Riggle was out there. How, how, Michael Waltrip was out what's, there. What's his handicap? I mean, we can look it up. I'll probably guess around a 7 to 9 index. And what are you? Um, a point three index. Jeez. Guys, this guy's a baller. It's not even, yeah. Garrett just can't even believe what he just heard over there. <laughs> um, okay, so that's the first thing. No Vegas for you. No, not yet. I mean, you gotta, open. You, listen, you got to pick your spots. The other thing I was going like, to I'm like the 11th hour pro. And meaning, Jackie's going to let that happen, 11th uh, hour? I mean, look, it's the Super Bowl in Vegas. If somebody were to text me, and this has happened before, Hey, this person just canceled. Can you get on a flight tomorrow morning? You're there. You're the yeah. guy. 
All right, here's the other thing. Did you watch any of that Pro Bowl? What was yesterday? With everything going on, I didn't even, like, 60. Did anybody watch it? 65-59, Bo, what was it? What was going on there? So they had the flag football game, which was the actual Pro Bowl game yesterday, but now they put skills competitions in between each quarter and during the half. They had like an hour's worth of skills competitions where they didn't even play any football. It was so on it was TV a three-hour-long televised yeah. event. So how are the skills stuff? Are those more fun than it the game? wasn't bad. I mean, if you, like, if you like seeing the big linemen out there pushing pushing weight around, no, you don't. know. No. Tug of war. Yeah, tug of war was all right. The yeah. – Snapping thing was last Thursday was over the weekend. I thought that was fun. I tuned into that Thursday night. I mean, they had a golf uh, closer to the pin for some points. They had the kickers do kick tack toe, um, and then you had your quarterback competition, which kind of threw it back to the '90s when we were all growing up watching it. Yeah, you just keep it the same and don't worry about it. There's nothing you can really do. You can't ever put them in pads again, right? You're no. not going to send them to Hawaii and put them in pads. So you do like not even the next best thing. You're sending them to Orlando. Is that right? Baker Mayfield edges out C.J. Stroud in the quarterback competition on Thursday, by the way. You know, that's a name, too, that I think is is very interesting. Baker Mayfield, a free agent quarterback, obviously was with the Los Angeles Rams. Zach Robinson is coming over from the Rams. Raheem Morris coming over from the Rams. A little familiarity with this offensive staff. Yeah, and, and, you know, the notion is Tampa's going to pay him a lot of money, but, I mean, we're in the same boat as Tampa, right? Absolutely. Okay, so you did watch the NHL All-Star Weekend. Yeah, I thought this was fascinating. NHL All-Star Weekend was in Toronto, and they had a really interesting format to where four players got to draft teams, and then they did two semifinals leading into a final challenge. They had entertainment between them. Look, I watched it. It was cool. It was three-on-three hockey. They were just trying to score goals. Did any of you see the Gary Bettman press conference about Atlanta where some dudes like – I just got to ask it, Commissioner. Atlanta, third time? Really? You're really thinking about Atlanta? They've already lost two teams. And Gary Bettman was like, listen, do you want to know the, the argument that they would make? You know, the argument they would make is they're nearer where the Braves are successful, that they have a uh, different infrastructure. What he should have different said— Different ownership group as well. What, what he doesn't understand is it has nothing to do with the fans not supporting hockey. The ownership group was in desperate, dire straits because they had a horrendous scenario, and they just sold to the quickest bidder, which was Winnipeg, to get out of town, make the money, and get out of ownership. In a heartbeat, we would support hockey. Certainly. And you think that Las Vegas and Carolina— and the Florida Panthers and the Nashville Predators and all those cities support hockey, and we want we, we would not be able to. We got more Northeast, you know, hockey rabid fans than any of those markets. I'll just say this right now: if an NHL franchise did come back and they were based in either Alpharetta or the Gathering at Forsyth, I would immediately look into a season ticket package. They, take my girls to the games. They, they would love it. Would crush. Now again. You're going to have that, 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 you know, stuff from our past that don't do any research and realize the, the flames moved because of financial stuff. It wasn't not getting support. And the Thrashers, after 10 friggin' years, and never want to play. Do you understand that, that, that the way the rules in hockey are, that Las Vegas won a uh, Stanley Cup? Stanley Cup. In their what? Third? Uh, how many years in? Well, they played in it, I believe, in, in their, their second, second year, year. Right? Yes. The second year they played in the finals. We we went ten years, never won a playoff game, went to the playoffs once, and got swept 4-0. So please, 
do your homework when you say Atlanta couldn't support a team twice. That really irritates me. We'll see how it plays out over the next few months or so. It's time to tailgate. No, Baby tailgate. Taking a look around the world of college sports. This is the tailgate on the Steakhouse. Brought to you by All Four Seasons Garage and Entry Doors. Big enough to serve, small enough to care. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Let's start with some college basketball news. Rick Pitino, now head coach of St. John's, had some stuff to say after their loss to UConn over the weekend, and he was specifically talking about the situation that the NCAA is currently in, even more specifically, stake. He talked about their enforcement arm, and he said, quote, they are of no value anymore, and they need to be disbanded. Patino, 71 years old, and he is familiar with some NCAA yes. run-ins in the past. Yeah, he said this isn't personal. Look at the college football coaches, football coaches, that will disappear to go to the NFL because of the NIL deals and the transfer portal. He says, we are a professional. We're just professionals. That's all we are. You know how he knows? St. John's has, I think, an entire roster of, of transfer portals. Yeah, quote, it's a lit- very difficult time in college basketball because it's unmitigated free agency. It's exactly what it is. And he's admitting to it because that's how he formed his entire team. So Tennessee and Virginia's legislature are threatening to sue the NCAA committees? Yeah, uh, the NCAA came out and said that they are opening up an investigation into Tennessee and their relationship with the collective and possibly the recruitment of a specific quarterback, Nico Iamalavia. The attorney general of the state of Tennessee sued immediately the NCAA and said, we will be taking you to court. Virginia, the state of Virginia, joined alongside them as well. What a hot mess. And it broke Friday afternoon that the Big Ten and the SEC have announced the formation of a joint advisory group that will be made up of university presidents and athletic directors to discuss recent court decisions, okay. pending litigation, Let me ask governing proposals, it, and state do, laws. Do you know who runs the NCAA now? Greg Sankey. Well, no. Well, yeah, he he might as well. The Big Ten commissioner as well. That's still Tony Jindal. Patini. So, um... Charlie Baker, I believe, oh, is his well, name. Yes. Why would a, the guy was a governor of Massachusetts and did a fabulous job up there? I think he was a Republican governor in he Massachusetts. Was. Why would you take that job? Well, the reason that why the NCAA got fake. Charlie Baker is so that he could lobby and pander to the government for help. I mean, and it's not working. You talk out very about well. a thankless job. That is a thankless job. All right, how much trouble is Alabama in? Um, we're hearing uh, a lot of rumors yeah. about tampering. How and, about this? Breaking overnight, rumored that Kalen DeBoer, new head coach for Alabama football, tampered and reached out to Arizona quarterback Noah Fafita. Noah had a great season in Tucson. This would be tampering because Noah Fafita is not in the transfer portal stake. However, Les Fafita, Noah's dad, comes out on Twitter last night. Last night, right? This is absolutely fake, blatant lies, just a world we live in. I have never spoken to Coach DeBoer or anybody from his camp. I so mean, I don't know how that rumor gets started. I don't know what happens. Stuff swir- but Noah's dad comes out and says this is completely false. Stuff swirling around Is Alabama, Alabama that desperate? They yeah. still have Jalen Milrow. He can't feel too good about that. Yeah, I know. Jalen Milrow is their quarterback, guys. He's the guy that beat us in the SEC title. Did game, you so. see the video of Michael Penix Jr. swatting away Kalen DeBoer for a picture at the Senior Bowl? Yeah, this happened last week as well. 
Michael Penix Jr. taking pictures with some people. Kalen DeBoer comes up to him dressed in his Alabama garb, tries to get in the picture, and Michael Penix Jr. literally swats him away and says, do not get in this picture. Was he joking? No, it was dead serious. Damn. One other note from uh, college football. The new defensive coordinator of the University of Washington, right, where they ended up with the Arizona head coach, right? That's Uh, right, Jed Fish. uh, Yeah. um, Is Steve Belichick, Bill Belichick's son, very much uh, Gerard Mayo wanted to keep him on the staff in New England. Nothing to do with his dad. He wasn't going with his dad. Obviously, his dad's not coaching. Um, and Steve Belichick uh, coached with that uh, head, Jed Fish. With Jed Fish. Yeah, in New England. Yeah, three years ago. Um, and he's headed to Washington. So the Belichick name on the defensive side of the football uh, continues this time in the, in the Big Ten. Right? Do you think Bill Belichick takes a network job next year? In some capacity to be a broadcaster for the NFL? That's a that is a great question. Did you see his letter yeah, in the Boston Globe? To the fans. Yeah. Pretty nice, humble. Um that is a great No, I don't think he takes a full time gig. He he'll appear some places. He's got that he has the most expensive real estate in America, a compound he's building he's built in Nantucket. I think he'll be at that compound a bunch and try to figure out the next step. Uh, we come back. The next step's not Bill Belichick. It's Raheem Morris. Yeah. Uh, why you're going to feel a lot better about the Atlanta Falcons at 3.30 p.m. today. It's time to talk about our new head coach. We'll do that top of the hour. Steak and Drew on Sports Radio 92.9.